Hi, it's Celeste from Me After Work, and we're back on with You Don't Know What You Don't Know Until You Know, our podcast. This morning we have Janine from Silver Method Training School, the only Silver Method training in Australia. Is that correct? At the moment, that's correct. Okay, Janine, so we know you are a massive advocate of self-development and you train other people and you do so much amazing things in the community and even with the likes of myself and so many people I know. But we want to talk about you today. And so we're going to focus on the last six to 12 months in respect to something that has occurred or any big change back to the theme of you don't know what you don't know. So it is a big topic sometimes a little bit confronting but I want you to dig deep on on that theme and how something's come through or shifted or triggered within you and your life. I can say that my life's been pretty good and I've always grown and changed and when I was in corporate for 20 years I had many different roles so I kept trying to evolve myself however when I got to the point where I first caught up with you and we became infinitely interested in the conversations we were having about personal development and where we're going when I first left corporate in 2015. Since then, I've done what I've done and I've built this business slowly but surely. However, the last six months have been quite a radical shift for me. Being a trainer of the Silver Method and practicing it for many, many years now, it's probably eight years. Briefly explain the Silver Method, just 25 okay. words or less. It's a dynamic meditation program that equips you with tools and techniques that are very simple to help you create anything you want in your life. Better health, happiness, success, whatever it may be, and more intuition. Okay, um, just from my experience, because I've also done the training, it was one training that actually completely changed how I view the world. And I've never had that experience in any training program I've ever done. So So how? How did it make you change the world? I'm interviewing you now, but this is an interesting question. Uh, well, the, there's obviously two days. The first day is the meditation, the alpha state yeah. meditation. Okay, I, I thought that was just about the programming and that's great. Didn't think too much into it. The second day, the intuition, and it gave me so much proof that we are so intuitive and we have this capability beyond our imagination. So it taught me about, if my imagination's here, actually, I can even take it further out and be able to trust that and I had real proof and I've never had that. And so I was like walking out of that training going, whoa, okay, what else is going on that I don't know? This is why we've got this podcast actually because I had no idea about living life that way before that training. Wow. That's such a perfect setup for your question because if you listen to what Celeste just said, the Silver Method was very much the same for me. It changed my life and it helped and equipped me to create what I wanted. Okay, so it sounds a bit, oh yeah, I'm so wonderful and I'm so powerful. I'm not saying I'm so wonderful, I'm so powerful. I'm saying we do all create our own reality, whether you're aware of it or not. Right now, everybody listening, you've created every single experience, person walking in your life, the good times, the bad times, everything. You've created it, whether you're aware of it or not with your thoughts and with your feelings, and the thoughts are your mind. So Silver Method is a mind control thing. So once I got the handle of that, you know, it's been great for the last couple of years, but when you talk about the last six months, the shift for me has been probably a spiritual awakening. What happens is I've moved from a place of I'm empowered to create my own reality to a place of 
I'm living a guided life and co-creating with source. And when I say a guided life, Celeste, you just spoke about intuition and um, proof and things like that. If I may use Wayne Dyer's famous quote that says, prayer is when we're talking to God and intuition is when God is talking to us. So the more we develop our intuition and really learn to trust it, for me at the moment is more than intuition, it's like signs. I'm very aware of signs. I know so this sounds the law of correspondence? Like, you know, the, the laws, actually you taught me about the laws. The spiritual laws, is it? Or the laws of the universe or something? Once. Yeah, there are several um, universal laws. And let's, well, you could talk about the law of correspondence, the law of, or the law of cause and effect. Everything has an opposite and equal reaction, every single thing. So you have a thought, something will happen. It'll create an emotion. If you hold on to that long enough, it'll become an attitude, and that long enough becomes a belief, and that'll become your reality, or even quicker than that without going to the belief part. However, what's more important for the people listening is I never really understood the term surrender until you and Laurel at the wellness show, each of you said to me, read a different book, but they're by the same author. So Michael A. Singer wrote The Untethered Soul. And you said to me, Janine, you have to read this book. And if Celeste says, I have to read a book, I listen. <laughs> <laughs> I love taking advice, but especially yours. And so I said, okay, I've got, I'm gonna get that book. And then I saw Laurel on the very same day and she said, you have to, have to read The Surrender Experiment by the same author. So the one book is like a teaching book. That's The Untethered Soul. And the other book is, is his story, his own little biography. So I sat down with Laurel and she explained a bit of the book for about an hour. And I was completely blown away. So curious. That was the beginning of the six-month journey that I'm on. When I read that book, I actually understood what surrender meant. I never understood it before to that level. When I read this book and I realized this man had no the practicality yeah he didn't intend to do all these grand things so if I might just briefly for the audience he just wanted to stay out in the woods and meditate and do yoga he didn't want to do anything big and famous and build big corporations that wasn't his intention however when he said he's going to surrender this is his experiment whatever shows up he will serve with his whole heart so when this happened I learned something through this and when I was reading the book the surrender experiment Someone gave him, the author in the book, as he tells his story, another book called The Three Pillars of Zen. So I'm a very, very curious person. So I bought The Three Pillars of Zen whilst reading <laughs> The Serene Experiment. I was halfway through the book and I bought that book and I listened to that and got through that in two days. That book was the weirdest book I've ever read. I didn't understand a lot of it. I had to really, and it's all about the Eastern philosophies and how, like yogis, their life, what they do, and I thought, why do people sit and meditate like that for years? What is that about? Then you get to the end of that book and you realize these people are living like a miraculous life. In that book, I got curious to read the autobiography of a yogi because it's mentioned in that book. So I bought that book. Now, I'm so glad you've read that book too, the autobiography of a yogi. And I think when I read that book, it absolutely changed my life. And Yogananda, it's his story, um, Paramahansa Yogananda, and he practiced Kriya Yoga. So I initiated into Kriya Yoga on the 4th of October last year. And my life has never been the same. How has it changed? I don't know how Kriya Yoga is powerful in this little technique. It's like a simple postures and some meditation every morning I do. It's not that. I don't know how or what has happened to me. What I feel is a consistent connection with Source. All the time. 
everything that happens to me, I, I, I'm aware that this is where everything got, came from, where everything, everything happens. Every person that walks into my life, every experience that happens, every, everything that's going on is this awareness of where it's coming from. And on the flip side, this thing about surrender, I've taken decisions against my logical mind and I cannot tell you how I've been blessed. And sitting here in this office, my office space here today is an example of that. What is source? Everything comes from somewhere. So source is, for me, it's God. It could be anything for anyone else. It's an energy that governs this entire universe. There's an energy that has the intelligence to take a tiny little brown thing that's called a seed and create a huge massive tree. Where does that intelligence come from? So is it fair to say that the big shift has come through allowing source to lead your life? Yes, allowing source to guide me, I would say more accurate. I don't think he leads my life. I think he guides me and me surrendering and serving with my whole heart with absolute faith because it's faith it's faith that i don't actually know everything i don't actually know all the time what's best for me i may think this is the best decision from my mind but then something else kind of pops into my reality and when i'm in this connected space i just have to actually say okay i'll put my own mind aside and i'll serve this right now with my whole heart I'm reading this book, it's called Mastery and the Steps of Mastery and they talk about um, what makes people masters and one out of the six is faith and trust. So, you know, faith is such a wonderful skill because you can develop faith. It's a state of mind. Faith is a state of mind. It's in the book of Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, a whole chapter on faith. And he says it doesn't matter even if you don't believe in a higher power. Seriously, you don't even have to have any beliefs of source, religion whatsoever. You can believe in yourself. You can believe in your dreams. You can believe in whatever's in front of you in your life. Give it your best shot, an opportunity. You could believe in that. Mm. But when you do believe in a higher power, and this is my experience, it takes the pressure off me to work it out. Yeah, I don't have to work anything out. I just, I just ask once or just have the thought even. And when you have this trust that the right thing will just show up, the right thing will just work out. It absolutely does. So is this the path of least resistance? Wow. I suppose if you practice it fully... Because that's, uh, that's Michael Singer. The path of yes, least and resistance. also Abraham Hicks has got tons of audio yeah. on, on YouTube of the path of least resistance. I'm not, I'm not perfect and I'm nowhere near being anywhere like a yogi or anything to that regard. However, I am aware when I have resistance going on. And I'm not really sure I know how I could advise anyone how to get out of it, except maybe stop what you're doing and get out of that space. Take a chill pill. Go for a walk. I've got two theories. Mm. I think one is either that and the other one is to lean in and go through it. We don't really have a choice if we're going through it, right? Yeah. But just stop fighting it. Mm. If there's something that you don't like. Yeah, both without resistance, trying to minimise as much resistance even as you go through it. Yeah, that's great. It's, it sounds great in theory, but it's bloody hard. <laughs> everything that we're talking about is everything we're talking about is, is bloody hard. But I think that's when maybe it gets fun because you see it differently. You see yeah. it as a growth opportunity or just a different way of approaching something that might be challenging your life. 
it's come up for a reason, so you, you manage that accordingly. Correct. So six months, started um, Kriya Yoga. What's happened from then? Like just... Okay, so someone came into my life and I prayed one night and I, I, I was doing, or one morning I think I was doing Kriya Yoga and in my, in my bow, I just said, you know, just send me the right person. I, I don't really know everything that I'm supposed to be doing. I just need some help and um, I'm a bit stretched, you know, I'm running two businesses. I do investment property as well, so there's quite a lot going on. And Nancy came into my life um, and I know her husband from Nielsen, so there was a connection. And there were no particular skills like, hey, you know, I'm an expert in this, or I'm an expert in that. It was just a lovely person who I just immediately connected with. And then I said the one day on email, the funniest thing, and I'm going to tell thousands of people the story one day. I really am. It's too funny. I sent you an email saying, please, can you send me your strengths and your skills so that I can decide, like, if you could work in my business, what could you do? So this is logical, Janae. Yeah. And I got back the weirdest thing. Like, if it was sent to me, that question, I would have sent my CV, right? Or at least I'm good at what skills I have. She gave me her personal qualities. Oh, how perfect. Yeah. And amongst them was loyalty. And you know, that, that stopped me in my tracks because John Maxwell, even in the book, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, he talks about loyalty is a dying trait today with the youth, with the generation Y or the millennials. And it's really true. People do jump around looking for what's good for them. You don't really get much loyalty. And he said, if you can find loyalty, it's gold. And he made his people who work for John stand up in that audience. There were 2,500 people. His PA has worked for him for about 28 years now. The other people in his team have been with him for, forever. And so I caught up with Nancy and the way that we talk about these kind of subjects, we just were flat out boy. And um, very much a person, keen enthusiast for personal growth off the charts. And I just said, help me with a little bit of this and a little bit of that, like the tiny, simplest things. And slowly but surely, she's also very intuitive. And she came up with the idea, get your own office space. Because I kept on having to hire venues. And it was like, that was her job. Phone this place, they fully booked. Phone that place, get a better price. It was like ridiculous. The expense, the effort, the time wasted, just get your own space. And I thought, wow, okay, and this is how I ended up here. But the story getting here was a complete miracle. Every single thing about getting here where I am now for me was off the charts. How do you feel, like what's your normal, so your everyday, how you feel since this shift? I'm mostly, and especially now more recently, and I've also, just to add, I've also healed the relationship with my mother after about 30 years and um, my heart is so open. That was in October and then in January, I went to Vipassana for 10 days and when I got back from New Zealand after doing the Vipassana for 10 days I caught up with my mom the very first time and we just had this amazing breakthrough we were both loving and crying and repairing and bonding and it was just amazing and from then my mom's relationship with me has changed so my heart has so opened from that experience and in the untethered soul he talks about closing your heart and opening your heart yeah. and for me it was just like an intellectual understanding I don't really know what that means I just try to Can use my mind it? my chest is full of love and I even had an experience just recently with a misunderstanding and resolving that with some other colleague and um, or person in my life. And leaving there after resolving it, I had this again, this flooding in my chest of this love. So when you say, how am I every day? I feel really high. I feel really full of love. I appreciate everything. The sun looks beautiful every day. The trees look amazing. Driving to work looks stunning. I'm just happy to be here. I love working with Nancy. I love 
the job. I love what I do. I love the people that I serve. Everything. I just, I'm really grateful. What do you think 12 months from now would look like for you? I really do not know. And every morning, I say, just show me my next step. That's, that's where I am now, Celeste. I should be the biggest planner for all my life. I was a goal-setting maniac. <laughs> and I used to go after my goals like a bull in a china shop. I had them. I was determined. I was persevering, and I would just go after them. If things blocked me, I'd push right through them. Now it's like, I have obviously a plan. I'm running a business. I can't have no plan. So I have a plan. I'm doing these events this year, and this is what I intend to do. But every day, I'm humbled and ready and open for anything that comes in my way, into my path, rather not in my way, that comes into my path that I didn't expect. And if that thing can help and benefit humanity or people or make life for others better, then my promise to me and whoever else is, I'll serve that with my whole heart. If it changes my direction, I'll change my direction. If this is for the benefit of others, better than what I'm doing now. That's where I'm at now. What's the quote? It says, we will continue to take part in constructive and creative activities to make this a better world to live in. So that when we move on, we shall have left behind a better world for those who follow. So if anything different comes into my path to make this a better world, to reach more people and raise people's awareness, how they can also become empowered, live the life of their own dreams, create what they want, they'll be better for everyone. Do you know what? It's a lot of big words and big sentences, but just for someone that to help them think about life a little bit differently, what would you tell them? To educate yourself more, to read more books, open your mind, never think that we know everything. We know nothing, and the more we learn and know, the less we actually know. Attend courses, develop yourself personally, get out of a rut. Get out your comfort zone. Because, you know, even a course that you go to and you go, oh, that was okay, or even a book you read that was okay or that was really good or not so good, it actually triggers what's going to happen next. Mm. Even with your office, now that you have your office or when you open your office, 12 months ago you, you might not have been ready for the office. So it's a cumulative effect of everything that's happened in the past to get you here right now. Correct. And there's also a big gap. They say the biggest gap in the world is what you know and what you do. So when you're reading books and educating yourself or doing courses, don't just let it be like intellectual knowledge. That means nothing. Apply it. Mm. Apply it in your life. Change your life. Take a disciplined approach. And if you learn something new, practice something new. So if it's meditation, my life started changing when I started to meditate. That's many years ago now. But for many people, they don't meditate. I was talking to a lot of people just the last few days. So if you're not a person who meditates, start there. It will change your life. And there's other ways of meditating. Like people can meditate running. You know, it's just about stealing your mind. Passive meditation, active dynamic meditation, whatever it may be, whatever it is that you're reading or learning. I think stay close to me after work. They've got some great people who share great things. And when something resonates with you, follow that. I would tell everybody to read The Surrender Experiment because it might just help a person realize if you just relinquish all this friggin' control, yeah. your life will be blessed. And fun. And fun and happy as long as, you've got to add, you have an open heart and an open mind to some form of guidance from above. That's your intuition. You need to refine your intuition. It's got to be the most important thing you can get in touch with. Refine that and trust that. 
The Surrender is Experiment was the only book I read from start to end in one day. <laughs> I fun. could not stop reading that book. I read it in two days. Yeah. I stopped in between and got onto the three pillars of Zen. What a gift. Yeah, yeah. What um, a gift that book is. Yeah, I would recommend um, everyone reads that book. And if you find that inspiring, don't stop there. Keep going. Get more curious. Keep going. And also The Untethered Soul. What a brilliant book. Okay, thanks, Janine. Any final words? I would say... Do the silver method. Really, I would. Yeah, I would it's a foundation. That. There are many personal development programs out there, and my personal belief and my people who've graduated with me have said that program's based on the silver method. That program's based on the silver method. It's like a foundation. It was back in 1966, this program, and really much that's happened today is all based on it's a phenomenal program. And I think once you tap into your intuition and understand it and trust it and see it working, then anything that you do in the rest of your life, you can intuitively know if that's the right thing or not. So it's not even just for that moment for you, but it's about all decisions that you make going forward. Yes. If you want to ask me, this is actually I'm just at the end now, what's changed most for me in the last six months? My decision-making process. I don't make them. I trust and look for a sign. I'm serious. <laughs> it sounds a bit offbeat. I ask the question and I wait for a sign and I honestly follow the guidance. I get my own ad- mind and agenda off the page. Mm. Yeah. yeah, how liberating. Realisation is liberation. Well, thanks, Janine. We love Janine. Thanks, Celeste. <laughs> um, she's a massive part you. of me after work, <laughs> has been from the very beginning, and we're just going to keep telling everyone about her because um, we have so much belief in what she does in helping so many people like ourselves.